how do we tackle climate change? Is it, is it going to come from the government as far as like policy laws, like, you know, banning certain chemicals being used or, you know, taxing big corporations on their emissions, or, or does it come from the consumer side, you know, with like our personal choices, our shopping habits, purchasing habits. And, you know, it, it, it's a discussion to be had for sure. And I think there's a place for both, but for me personally, I, I feel like it's, it's got to come from the individual side, the consumer side. And it, it kind of, it kind of goes back to the um, mentality of like small community living where, where you're making these impacts in like your own community and that, and then it just will, will start to kind of expand and grow out from there. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love in our divinity, in our soul, In the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Be Kind Vibes is inspiring kindness and compassion for people and our planet through sustainably made clothing. The founder, Matt Hickey, is on a mission to spread messages of love and kindness throughout the world. And he's making sure he does it ethically through using organic and recycled materials with Mother Earth in mind. With every purchase, they plant one tree in California to help in reforestation efforts. And Matt is working on new ideas of how they can give back and help our planet even more. Sustainable clothing is still somewhat new, at least to me. And during the episode, Matt does a great job educating and informing about the creation process and two key things he looks at to make sure the products he's using benefit us and our planet. Among other things, we also talk about other toxic-free products, and though it's a privilege to use them, as the consumer, we have the power to evoke real change. So cool, man! I think you would, you met you had like DM'd me first to like my uh, like my personal account, and then I checked out your stuff, man. I just you know like minded and like hearted, you know, 
humans um, that I just attract and align to. I always love to have on the podcast. And mm. it's not like especially when they're men, but I just get even like more excited when they're men because of the stigma of men. You know what I mean? And just like the tough bravado, raw that we always have to, I mean, that is projected on us through society. Mm. So to see men um, just moving through life heart first is just really, you know, really special. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, um, I, I noticed that a lot too, just like with, with be kind vibes. Um, there is like such a stigma in like the male masculinity about being tough and not showing emotions and keeping everything inside. And so it's a lot of like personal work I've done with myself to expand upon that and to be more vulnerable. Um, and so that kind of like has gone into the brand as well. So I think it just kind of like, kind of comes out through that too. For sure. Dude. And how did this start? Like, you know, when I think about Be Kind Vibes, the clothing is incredible. Uh, I want you know you, you to touch on a little bit about the clothing, the sustainability of it, and things like that too. Because mm. that is so important. But Matt, I'm just curious, man. Like, how did this start? Who were you at that time? What was happening in your life? How did this get going? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a long and windy story. Um, so I never, you know, what I never really had an intention to to start a business or like be an entrepreneur. Um, but I've always believed in the power of kindness, you know, ever since I can remember as a little kid. And then as I got into high school and college, I started to become more passionate about environmentalism and saving the planet, um, and just kind of living a sustainable, like less impactful lifestyle. So I went through college, I graduated and I was just kind of like floating around for a while after that I was traveling, um, not really sure what to do with myself, like trying to find my purpose basically. And so in that time, one summer for my birthday, actually, my mom got me this, uh, like kind of like a spiritual coaching session with this woman. And I kind of like attribute that chat as like a turning point in my life because she just was, she said some things that really stuck with me and kind of let me know that I, even though I wasn't really I didn't really feel like I was living my true purpose at that time. She like reassured me. She's like, you're on the right path. Just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And so one of the things she said that just kind of like flipped a switch for me was that as humans, we are, we are all vibrational beings. Like the whole, the whole world, the whole universe is made up of these vibrations and you can kind of um, act on these different vibrations. There's love, you know, love is a vibration. Kindness is a vibration. Sadness is a vibration, but she was like, you know, joy is the highest frequency. And there's all these, you know, these levels of vibrations and frequency. And she's like, joy is the highest frequency. If you're joyful in your heart and you're joyful in your life, that's something that can kind of carry you through all of life's, you know, problems, ups and downs. And that little phrase just kind of stuck in my head to the point where we got off the call, I had this like plain white Hanes t-shirt on and we got off the call. I took the shirt off and I took a black Sharpie and I just wrote down the front of it. Joy is the highest frequency. And it was just kind of like for myself as a reminder, just to wear it. And just in, if I was having a tough, rough day, I'd just have the shirt and be like, you know what, joy, I'm, you know, bringing joy back into my heart and into my life. And so that was like the seed that was planted for be kind vibes. It wasn't for, you know, a few years after that, the brand actually started, but for a while I was just writing these positive uplifting phrases down plain white t-shirts 
with a Sharpie and giving them out to friends and family. And that was kind of what started it all. Um, and then on one like trip to uh, Puerto Rico, I was living there in the winter. My roommate's friend came to visit and he was really into sustainable clothing. He had a hemp clothing brand and he brought all these clothes with him. And I had no introduction to that world at first. It was just kind of unknown to me. And so that was like my first introduction to the sustainability side of clothing. And so that was the other part of the seed that was planted to kind of combine these two missions of like inspiring kindness and then also like trying to protect and save the planet. And that was like kind of what, you know, fused together. And then that Be Kind Vibes was was born from that. And, it, you know, obviously it took a few years for me to kind of figure that all out, but that's the basis of what started the brand. It's so cool, man. Like it, it started years ago by you writing messages with a Sharpie on your t-shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, and it's like anyone who's listening right now, who's like, struggling or not sure what they want to do. It's just like things just take time and that's all right. You know what I mean? Like it, that took you some time. Like it started from a simple little idea of you drawing on your t-shirt to now having a clothing brand, uh, spreading messages of kindness and love. And just like it can happen from the littlest, tiniest thing. Like it doesn't all happen at once because like jumping into this conversation, Matt, I could have been like, yo, this guy started this. Like he had the idea, boom, he created it. He manifested it into physical form like a week or two later. And I think at least for myself, that is the kind of picture and video that I'll create in my mind when I see other people who are successful or doing something in entrepreneurship, creating a brand. And I think it's just important and refreshing to understand that things just don't happen overnight. They do just take time. And it's through that time, through that journey, through these different things that are coming into our lives, that is what will create it over that time. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I I still run into that problem myself, like, especially with social media nowadays, like you see people and they're, they seem so successful. And in your mind, you're like, same exact thing, like, oh, they, they started this, you know, sooner than I did or after I started my brand and why are they like, what happened? Why am I behind? So to speak, but re in reality, like everybody has their own journey and like things take time. It's just the way we they're projected now that it seems like it doesn't, but I mean, you look at some of the largest companies in the world, like Apple, um, you know, Patagonia is, is a brand that I look up to in, in this like sustainability space. It, it, they all started in like someone's garage and it took them like, you know, years, you know, to get everything started yeah. to where it is now. So it's always important just to kind of like, remember that your journey is unique to you and to not kind of compare yourself to other people's journeys. I always go back to this quote is comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And that is like, so true. Like if you start comparing yourself to other people's journeys, it just sucks the joy right out of you. And then you're not able to kind of like practice like your own missions and goals in life. And so it's always important to just kind of like stay focused on, on yourself and your journey. Dude, it's so real. And like that person that you saw that like looks like they started after you, maybe they came up with that idea 10 years ago. Exactly. Right? Like who, it's just like who really knows. And it is so important to always focus on your own because we all do that. I do that too. We see somebody doing something that we wish that we were doing or on a path that we think that we're supposed to be on or that, that we wish that we were on. And it takes away from who we are now. It takes away from the work and the stuff that we put in and the journey that we're on because we're looking at this other person and just wishing that we were there instead of just appreciating and being grateful for 
who we are now and where we're at right now. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, like everything's vibration, everything's energy. So if we're constantly putting that energy and vibration out of lack or why is it not me? Why is it that person? That is so much wasted literal energy that's going out the door when we can harness and use that energy for ourselves and to take those next necessary steps forward so that we can achieve and be where we want to be. Yeah. 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 100%. And it is, man. When we compare, it is such a thief of joy because when we compare, we look at what is over there as it's separate from us. And we say, well, I want that, but that's there and I'm here and I don't have that thing anymore. Yeah. You know what? Something Gabby Bernstein helped me out with this a lot. When you are, so she had a friend, I'll just kind of use a story that she used. She had a friend who was trying to get pregnant and just was trying and trying and couldn't. And when she would see, you know, social media or her friends who were getting pregnant, she would be envious towards them and be like, hey, you have what I want. And it would provoke negative emotions and feelings towards these other people. And again, these other people are her, we're all one. Mm -hmm. But she would have those negative emotions towards those people. And then Gabby suggested to her through a practice to when you see something out there that you want, that you don't have quite yet, be grateful and appreciative and be in the vibration of that thing and be happy that you are now seeing this come into your reality. Like her friend who wanted to be pregnant, it's like, wow, you're actually seeing people around you become pregnant. That is bringing pregnancy closer to you. It is showing up more and more in your reality. So it's actually a really good thing, not a, oh crap, they have that and I don't. And then there's lack here. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, I've been doing a lot of kind of work on that myself. And there was, um, there's this podcast I've been listening to as well called um, 10% happier and it's like a meditation app and everything too. It's great. And they, there's a, a guest on there and they're talking about like money and, you know, seeing your friends be successful or, or somebody around you be successful and like feeling like you said, envious or um, angry even, but it's, it's, it's all about just kind of like projecting the love back to them for their, successes in their life. And then those will come back to you in your time, you know? How can you manifest something that you are hating on for someone else having? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you're angry or hating or negative towards this thing that you want to create. I feel like right there, like there's a block right there for you to be able to manifest that and create it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to like the frequencies and, you know, the, the vibrations that you're operating on, like what, if you're kind of putting out um, this feeling of lack all the time or envy and things, you know, of that nature, then that's kind of what is going to come back to you. So it's like, you know, it's a, that's like a daily practice for myself. It's just kind of like, you know, projecting the things that I seek for myself in a positive light in a positive manner. And, and like, you know, putting out in the universe, like if I attract these things into my life, I'm going to use them for, for the betterment of like myself and for the people around me. And so it's just kind of like getting onto that same level of like, you, like the story of Gabby Bernstein, where this woman becomes, you know, happy for the people around her that are becoming pregnant. And then she gets onto that frequency. And then that will be what will be returned to her. Dude. Exactly. And then in that story too, after her friend started to practice that more, shortly after that, she became pregnant. Wow. Amazing. So cool. Yeah. 
it's wild how, how it works, you know? <laughs> it really is. You know, I'll say that, yo, Matt, so many times I'll be like, that's insane that that worked. That's crazy. And I am changing my mindset towards that to be like, yeah, that's normal. Of course, that's how, that, of course, that's how it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's believing in the unseen, you know, and that's kind of like all of the basis of if you, if you practice, you know, manifestation or law of attraction, things like that, it's like believing in the unseen and believing that it's already in existence for you. And then mm-hmm. that, you know, same thing back to that vibration frequency, puts you on that level to be able to receive it and open yourself up to receiving. Exactly. For sure. And then even like simply me and my brother talk about this all the time. It's like, it's so important in life for us to feel good. If you have like hatred towards another person for whatever reason, you're feeling negative towards that person, just stop and think, does that feel good for me? It doesn't, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't at all. So, okay, how can I change my thought? How can I change my outlook so that I can feel, just so like I can feel good. And when we see somebody having something that we want and we look at that in a bad way, we're not feeling good. So even simply as that, like when you see what someone else wants for all these other reasons that we just went over, but also for yourself in that moment, like choose the thought that feels good. What feels good? Most of the time, I'm going to really say you having love for that person, you having appreciation for them, even showing you in that moment, like, wow, this is possible. If that person has what you have that you haven't manifested yet, they're showing you that it even is a pot that it's even possible and that it even exists. Like what a gift right there. Yeah. But just to feel good towards that person, because think about it, when you don't, you like, right. When you have those negative emotions towards them, you don't feel good. So change that thought and what feels good having love for that person, again, having appreciation for them, um, looking at that and being like, wow, that is possible. Like that feels good. So even for yourself in that moment, just changing that thought so that you can have more moments of your life where you feel good in a moment. And those moments of feeling good, a lot of the times are having love for another person and having love for another person feels so much infinitely better than having hate towards that person, obviously. Yeah. It feels good to feel good. And it's nice to be nice, you know? So uh, <laughs> it's so real. It sounds like so a simple for me. Yeah. Dude, it's so real though. It feels good to feel good. Of course it does. And like, really think about this over the, over your lifespan, all of the moments where you literally could have chose a higher elevated thought or a lower vibrational thought. And over the course of your life, if you were constantly over and over again, choosing that higher vibe thought, Think about how much happier and more joy-filled and how much more love is going to be in your life over the span of your lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and it takes, it takes more energy to be angry and to be mad at somebody and to hold on to, to grudges and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's easier. I mean, not to say like practicing kindness is, is easy. It's definitely a daily practice as well. Um, but in the long run, like it's just, it's just healthier for you. It's better for uh, like a better quality of life for you and on, and everyone that is surrounded by you. Yep. And just ultimately, like I, I, I said this the other day in like a post about just ultimately, I just want everybody to feel joyful and to feel loved and to be happy because I know how that makes me feel when I receive that from others or I, I even receive that from myself. And that's just what I want for everybody. And it just, I think the more we can project that out into the world with, you know, what we're doing with Be Kind Vibes, what you're doing with Spread Love love Movement, it's just kind of creating that higher vibration that we can all 
you know, kind of operate on and just like feel good and, and feel happy and love each other. That's mm. where that's where it's at, you know. It's like honestly, as you're saying that right now, I'm like, we, we it's nice. We've created these little outlets that allow people to tap into that mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, yeah. And Matt, yeah, dude, I want to ask you too um, about be kind vibes about the clothing uh, and things like that. Can you just give us like an overall about the sustainability? I know you guys are planting uh, a tree uh, for every mm. purchase. So yeah, man, just, yes, let's be in this right now and share the goodness that you're creating uh, with this company. Sure. So when, when I first started, um, I, I realized that with the message, so it kind of started with the, the mission statement of inspiring kindness and compassion for people and the planet. And that was just like my personal goal, like my life's mission. I just, I just wanted to do that because I felt like that was the path I wanted to take. And as I mentioned, I kind of fell into the whole sustainable clothing world. And I realized that that was, that was like going to be the vessel for this message I wanted to to share, to spread out into the world. And just realizing how much it aligned um, with the message. Whereas you know, if I'm trying to promote kindness for people and the planet, and I'm going to use clothing as that vessel, then the the way we create that clothing also needs to be kind for the planet and for the people that are wearing it. And so that was kind of the sink for me. And it's been a learning curve for sure. Like, um, you know, sustainable fashion is a fairly new thing in the world. Like it's, it wasn't as well known in the past and it's kind of still growing. And um expanding not a lot of people really know too much about it so that's kind of another goal is just expanding the knowledge and what our clothes do to the environment you know how harmful they are but also how good they can be so right now with be kind vibes like we're using all natural fabrics we're using organic cotton hemp things that are like better for the planet and better for you to wear you know no toxic dyes we use water-based ink for the screen printing and then, yeah, we were doing like a one-for-one program. So for every purchase, we were planting a tree uh, in Northern California in areas that were affected by wildfires. And so that was helping to, you know, with reforestation efforts, which helps to tackle climate change. It also kind of cancels out our carbon emissions that we create through manufacturing, shipping, things like that. But I'm also really excited because we're actually shifting that into um, being a 1% for the planet member. So that's a nonprofit started by the Patagonia founders, uh, and it's basically businesses sign up to become become a member, and then they donate one percent of their their gross revenue at the end of the year. So like even before you take out costs and everything, and you can choose different uh, environmental nonprofits in your area or around the country that you can donate um, your one percent to. So I'm really excited about that because I can kind of like have more. Um, transparency in that and kind of trace, you know, a little bit, a little bit more where our, our donations are going to. Um, so that we'll be kind of shifting to that in the next few months, but yeah, it's just, you know, I, I've kind of gotten really into it. I love clothing and fashion and I love all the new things coming out that are making fashion and clothing even more sustainable and better for the planet. So, and that's exciting. We just kind of keep implementing that into be kind vibes as we grow. Nice man. Who I, I love the designs. Who's creating the designs on the on the clothing? So I, I team up. Usually I team up with artists um, for oh, most nice. of the designs. So um, like uh, like our love your mother design was an artist. Uh, Be kind and shine was the same artist. Her name's 
Um, Katie, her Instagram's like Sunkeep, and she's just like amazing human. Um, and we've teamed up on a few designs. So I kind of like come up with a concept in my mind, and then I'll I'll reach out to an artist who's you know style I kind of um, vibe with, and then I just tell them what I'm imagining in my brain, and they're just so talented, and they come out with it um, on on paper, and it just it's a great collaboration. I I love collaborating with people, artists, nonprofits. So usually I team up with artists. I, when I first started, I was doing all the design work and it was very, very basic. <laughs> like my artistic skills are not the best. I can conceptualize things well, but just uh, like physically drawing stuff is pretty bad. So I kind of shifted into teaming up with people that do it better than myself. So that's the move, man. It's like, know what you're great at and then outsource well, you're keeping it here, but you know what I mean? Have people work on the things that you're not so great at. And it's, mm. you know, it takes some vulnerability and some realness with yourself to be like, okay, I do not shine at this. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Then let me pass this on to, on to the professionals so we can spread this thing even more and more. Yeah. And dude, it, I'm, I'm yeah, keep going. I was going to say like, like it is very a great trait to like realize those things that you're not great at and pass them on. Cause I, I struggle with that, especially just because be kind of vibes was been like my, my like passion for so long that sometimes I struggle to kind of like hand over things to other people to do. They're definitely like better at me than doing it, but I kind of like, it's like a, you know, you just got to release the control and that happens in a lot of things in life where you're just trying to do everything yourself, even if you're not the best at it. And you just got to kind of release that, and hand it over to somebody that knows what they're doing more than you. Because <laughs> think like what's literally what's better for be kind vibes? You creating the art, you think, or an artist creating the art? Yeah, artist, hundred percent. Right, and that's all good yeah. for real, right? And that's all good. Like that's the thing. There's nothing bad or wrong with you or anybody who realizes that this isn't their best quality, but then giving that to somebody else to do, because that really is by taking the best brains for each individual part of your business is the way for it to grow. And that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Matt, can you, I would love some education in this because this is something that uh, has come up with me and my wife, Kayla, very recently, like within the last week. So before that, over time, we have gradually been making the shift away from toxic things and like toxins in the house. So first with like our food uh, years ago, we started mm -hmm. to, you know, move over just that organic, healthy, um, farm-raised things and you know, that are, you know, local. And then recently we have been moving over to like non-toxic, like cleaning products. I had mm -hmm. uh, Allison, she is one of the founders of Branch Basics, a phenomenal company that creates cleaning products that are all plant and mineral based. There's nothing toxic in them at all. Oh, and awesome. so cool, man. It's so good. And it cleans so well too. It, like it does the job. We can use natural things. We don't need these chemicals and these toxins created in a laboratory. God, the universe source gave us everything that we need here. And um, yeah, just kind of making that shift over, uh, taking like candles out of our out of our house because um, they have like toxic chemicals in them as well, and just making that shift mm -hmm. over. And then literally like a week ago, within the last week, we were talking about clothes, right? And yeah. I this is yeah, dude, because this is something that's like I didn't realize, and I still don't realize how toxic the clothes are that we're wearing, and the dyes and the things that are in them that are you know touch our skin. Our skin is the biggest organ; it just seeps all of these things into our body. Um, 
so yeah, you know, just trying to educate myself and everyone listening a little bit more, just kind of about what you guys are different, what you're doing, how that's different from how clothes are normally made, and just kind sure. of what that process and, and and what that looks like for us to wear clothes that are actually not toxic and that are good for us. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And so, like you said, like sustainable clothing, it, it it's a new <clears throat> it's kind of a new thing in the whole environmental movement. Like it definitely started with food, right? Organic produce, farming, and then, you know, got into household items. And I think clothing is kind of after that, but it's starting to become more predominant in the world. But it, 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 it kind of, it's so for me, sustainable clothing, it's two tiered. It's like how the clothes are made, like who's making the clothes, where they're being made and also like the materials you're using for your clothes. So the easiest, you know, kind of entry to sustainable clothing is like fine is like the finding the fabrics, right? So a lot like the main thing is 100% organic cotton. That's kind of like your go-to um sustainable fabric. Um but there's also like we love using hemp because hemp is just like this super plant that has like hundreds and hundreds of uses. It's pretty pretty wild. The most magical plant like ever, I feel like it, it can do, ah, oh, it's so cool, man. It can do so much. I'm going to hop off real quick right now. There is one of my favorite books. It's called conversations with God. And yeah. they talk about hemp and it. it's like, and it's God talking. It's like, I gave you this magical plant and, you know, for reasons, Jen does all these things. It kind of got pushed away probably yeah. because it, it is so magical and it can do so many things, but hemp is, hemp is something too. I'm opening my mind and awareness more too, and just how fantastic it is. But sorry, please keep going. Yeah, no worries. I mean, so I think kind of getting back to like looking at the fabrics that your clothes are made from is the, is like the first step if you're kind of new and getting into it. And we, for me personally, and with Be Kind Vibes, like I've kind of drifted and shifted into more natural fabrics. Um, there is also like recycled polyester is kind of a big thing right now where they're literally taking like recycled you know, plastic water bottles and re-spinning it into like a polyester thread. So there's kind of two different levels for that. Like I, I there are some issues with that still where you're getting like um, microplastics that come off in the wash from the polyester thread and that ends up going out into our oceans and, you know, plastics in the ocean is like a huge, huge issue. So I, we, we were using it recycled polyester for a while because when it first came out, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Like we're taking recycled plastic water bottles out of the environment, turning into a garment that you can reuse. But for me personally, I kind of started to feel more attached to like natural fabrics, like fabrics and fibers that come from the earth and using like natural type dyes and water-based inks for printing. So I kind of focus on that myself personally, when I buy things and, and also like with Beacon Vibes is just using fab fabrics and fibers that, you know, come from the earth. Cause like you said, with hemp, like it was provided, put here for us to use in a beneficial and like sustainable and a mindful way. So I think that's a good direction for fashion to head into is using these sustainable natural fabrics. So that's kind of like the first part of it. The second part of it we follow is like um, who and where the clothes are made. And there's like a huge issue in the uh, fashion industry right now with where products are produced how the people that are making them are being treated. There was a factory collapse in Bangladesh years ago, and it was a garment in uh, district in Bangladesh. And this 
facility was just falling apart. You know, it was a horrible working conditions for these people. And a fire broke out in the factory and the people got stuck in the, in the factory because the, like the emergency doors were, were closed shut and locked people couldn't get out. And then the factory just collapsed. And it was like this kind of awakening moment for people and brands also just to see, cause a lot of times you're disconnected, right. From like as a consumer and even from a, as from a brand standpoint, you don't really dive into like where the product is made. Like you may know it's made in China or Bangladesh or somewhere in the U S but you don't actually know like the factories and who's making the clothes. So that's something that's to us is very important in the sustainable fashion movement. And just for our brand in, in general is like making sure that we know where the clothes are made, making sure that people who are making the clothes are getting paid fair wages they're working in safe working conditions. Um, and so that's like a huge part of it as well. So it's kind of like a, that two tiered thing is like, the ethical production of it and also like the ethical sourcing of the fabrics. Honestly, when, when we first started, I really only thought about like the physical clothes and what's happening on them as they touch our bodies. Mm -hmm. But yes, Matt, thank you for, you know, getting products and fabrics and clothing from places where they're being created, where there are fair wages. They're not sweatshops. It's like putting ourselves in sent in the sense of like our oneness over profit. Yeah. Something else that you know me and my brother talk a lot about and he's he said this it's like you know so many companies so many of them the bottom line is profit. That's it. Like that's what we're concerned about is profit. I don't they, so many times they don't even care about anything else. All right, well how did the sales look in, in the first quarter? All right, well we got to double them in quarter 2. And then we're looking even more in quarter 3. It's like Constant growth every single quarter doesn't make sense. It, no. to, you know, it's like to me, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like, okay, we always have to do more and more and get better and sell more and sell more and sell more, because as we continue to do that, our morality starts to dwindle away. Because in order to do those certain things, a lot of the time, we have to cut corners, do things that are cheaper, do things that are just immoral, not fair, not loving, and like and not right. Mm -hmm. Um. And we talk about this, man, like, you know, it would be, I, I'm a huge believer in not forcing anybody to do anything. Like my belief is my belief. Your belief is yours. I'm not here to tell you that what I'm saying is right and you're wrong or make you do what I think you should do. I just, I don't believe in forcing people to do things. I just don't think it's ever worked. No. Right. But it's like creating some sort of a structure or outline where there has to be like a, a creed of, of things that come first before profit and before sales, like sustainability, right? Are we, where are these things being created? Like there should be an outline of these things that really do come first before we're so focused on, on sales. And it's not like, it's not like forcing companies to do this. I'm just a true believer in once we heal ourselves, each of us really, and then we take every step forward in life in love and in kindness, all those other things just fall in place. Yeah. I I have like so much to unpack from that, from what you just said, I have like so much interesting things and kind of going back to what you're saying in the beginning with, with companies and focuses, their focus is so much on profit. And that is like for us, and, you know, for a lot of brands out there, it's becoming more of like people over profits. 
So how, how are we positively impacting people's lives, whether they're working with us or who, for like on the consumer side, like who we're selling to. And I just think that's just like a huge cultural shift too, just like the way business has operated in like a capitalist society for so long, it's always been profit, profit, profit. So it's like a huge shift that's, that's starting to happen where people are starting to realize that's not a sustainable practice. You can't continue like existential growth forever. It's just, we don't have the resources for that. It's just, it's not going to, it's not going to work. And you can see that happening with, you know, the way the environment is now, like we're just extracting so much out of it for our like financial gains that it's just creating, you know, these drastic environmental issues with climate change and things like that. And so it's, and then going back to what you're saying about how the change has to come from within first. And that is like the biggest thing where you have to realize you have to love yourself first, no matter what, before you could love somebody else, before somebody else can love you, you have to love yourself first. You have to believe in yourself first. And from that, we'll just, you'll just expand so much and grow so much. And a lot of these changes we're talking about, that's where it starts is like from within first, from the like individual personal level, that's where it has to like begin before we can kind of like transform and change some of these like, you know, ways of living that we've lived for so long. Like that's kind of where it has to all begin. Right. It's like, the way for this change to cement and be our consciousness moving forward, it's like not me controlling what a company can do or controlling what that CEO is able to do, but us getting to a place collectively where we love each other, we love ourselves, and we have that internal healing because me forcing him to do it is not going to work, but him understanding on his own when he hurts somebody else, he's hurting himself. It affects the whole consciousness of the planet. When they mm -hmm. can understand that from within, that's how like that real change happens. Yeah. And I think it's always been a, a big debate. Like just for example, climate change, you know, I kind of keep coming back to that, but a lot of times there's a discussion on like, how, how do we, how do we tackle climate change? Is it, is it going to come from the government as far as like policy laws, like, you know, banning certain chemicals being used or, you know, taxing big corporations on their emissions, or, or does it come from the consumer side, you know, with like our personal choices, our shopping habits, purchasing habits. And, you know, it, it's a discussion to be had for sure. And I think there's a place for both. But for me personally, I, I feel like it's, it's got to come from the individual side, the consumer side. And it, it kind of, it kind of goes back to the um, mentality of like, small community living where, where you're making these impacts in like your own community and that, and then it just will, will start to kind of expand and grow out from there. Like, it's hard to just change the, like a state or even a whole country and just kind of like change policy and issues like uh, on that level. Like it has to kind of come from the individual small community level and then expand out from there in my mind. I'm with, dude, I'm with you. I feel like uh, we forget how much power we have mm -hmm. as individuals, as a collective whole, as the consumer we hold all the power. If enough of us stood up and realized that the serial tricks is 
filled with terrible things for our children to be consuming. And everyone woke up to that and we all stopped buying tricks. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it is, it's, and that's the thing, like we can't write, we can't force these CEOs and these people to do these certain things and waiting for them to heal may take some time. It just is what it is. But us as a consumer, man, it's, it's us. If we decide, and it, you know, it's a privilege, I think, to eat organic and to remove the toxins from your house and to buy sustainable clothing. That definitely is a privilege. And that's something, something worth like mentioning that not everybody can do this. Yeah. But really understanding that us as the consumer, as the people, like we are the, we, we are the powerful ones. If we decide, okay, this is literally killing us. We don't want to consume this anymore. And we make that choice. That company doesn't exist. It's not, it's like not them. It's, it's us. Cause once we make that, that decision and we don't consume or buy their things anymore, they can't stay afloat as a company. Either they're going to go under or they're going to have to change their ways in order to produce things that are actually good for us, good for our well-being, and create things in that way for us then to continue to buy their products. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you when you start affecting a like a corporation's bottom line, that that's when they'll make the change. And that's when they're like, because that's just like the the drive. So once you can start affecting that, that's when I think that change will happen, you know? For sure. I thought, you know, so many <laughs> So many times when I go into grocery stores now and I'm I'm working on this in myself, there's just like an overwhelming frustration when I walk through grocery stores and like a slight anger that comes up in me. I'll literally walk by like a bag of Cheetos and it makes me like, ah, and it's like, that isn't the vibration I want to be on. Anger is not Mm -hmm. the vibration. Me being angry that Cheetos exists does nothing good at all. It doesn't mm-hmm. help. doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve anybody else. It does nothing good. It's like just kind of realizing right now that those things do exist and it is what it is. And we as a people, we as a soul, as an individual, just to gra- need to start gradually creating these changes within ourselves. Because once we really do start to wake up and we understand these things are terrible for us, who we are, our bodies, the choice to choose something different becomes easier. But you just have to be aware that these things are even happening to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what agree. You- like in with clothing too, it's the same thing. It's a lot of in even for myself when I began the journey, I was like, it's just I just didn't know. I just didn't know about what existed outside of like my knowledge base at that time. So a lot of it is is also kind of going back to what you said about not forcing people to do anything. It's more just about like presenting the information when you can and then allowing them to make the shift when when they're ready and when they when they can too. Cause like you said, a lot of things in like, you know, especially stand up sustainable clothing, like it's right now, it's like a lot of stuff is like really expensive. And it's because it's like really expensive to make because it's such like a new, a new process and a new thing. So there's like a barrier to entry there uh-huh. where it's like hard to, to buy from a lot of sustainable clothing brands because it is like just expensive, you know? So there's just kind of like, and that's the thing that, you know, I think as, as it gets more attention, more growth to it, then like, it'll be more available because it'll be able to like, kind of make things, there'll be more to make and it'll be a little bit easier to make, you know, and that kind of cost gets transferred to the people who are buying it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's also like, just kind of touching on it, like, um, 
my, you know, Fallon, my wife, she's really into like um, secondhand shopping, like thrifting and things like that. And so that's kind of like, a, I feel like that's a new market that's evolved from the sustainable fashion movement where you're like reusing instead of creating new garments. And then that price point is like quite a bit lower than trying to buy like something new. Mm -hmm, for sure. Dude, and I love that too. Like you said, like planting the seed. It's like really mm -hmm. just giving, you know, putting the knowledge out there, the information out there with no expectation of how that person is going to act on it after that, right? Like not being mad that everyone listening right now didn't run out or throw out all their clothes and go sustainable clothing moving forward. It's like just putting it there, allowing them to take it and digest it. And like you said too, right now it might not be the time for them to make that move, but maybe it is in six months, a year, five years, mm -hmm. 10 years from now, who knows when it's going to be right for them on their journey. But like, who are we to tell them that it's supposed to be right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, and I've experienced this on a personal level and like within the business where you just, you just have to, I've, I've tried to force change in like people like loved ones or something. And it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. And it, like you said, it's just about a, like presenting information and B just the way that you live your life too, as an example. So and that has, you know, I kind of see that a lot with like in the sustainability movement. It's like, if, if I'm just kind of living my lifestyle that way and I'm not trying to change someone's mentality or thought process, that's just like how I'm I'm living and acting. And that, that also like rubs off and kind of just showcases another way that you can live as well. Mm -hmm. It's like putting it out there and then releasing it and letting it go just helps you suffer less too. Like my dad is awesome. and a lot, you know, he's my dad. He'll give me advice and how to do certain things, but he holds on to that advice so hard. And if I mm -hmm. don't follow through or my brother or someone else gave the advice to, they don't follow through in the exact way that he told you to. He's all like uproar and he doesn't get it. And it just creates pain and suffering in him. And yeah. a lot of us do that, right? We're like, we know this is good for you. We know this will help you. And you latch on to the idea that that thing that you're giving them is going to help them. So, oh my God, they better do it. And if they don't, it's just going to create more pain for them. But that's not necessarily the case. And you have to allow people to experience things on their own. You have to allow them to experience a little bit of pain in moments because that's a part of their journey and a part of their growth. But just like putting it out there, and it's something I'm working on too, is putting these things out there and then just letting it go and letting that person do whatever they need to do and not thinking that I know better for that person than they even know for themselves. It's tough yeah. though, Matt, you know, it's uh, it's not like the easy, cause it, you know, it, it, it can be difficult in times cause you just want the best for that person. And you're like, I have the key. I have the answer for what is best for you. But yeah. from my perspective, from my little skewed perspective on your situation or what's happening, I think that I have the key for you, but it may not be. And even the thing I'm trying to give them right now it could even really seem like the better, more loving, good option for them. But again, maybe they need to go the more negative other route so that they can learn from that. It's like by trying to save somebody all the time, we're taking away from their potential awakening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's learning through your own experiences, like, um, and just kind of following your path. And it goes back to, kind of what we were talking about in the beginning about seeing somebody, somebody else's life and being like jealous or envious and just kind of like coming back to yourself 
and focusing on your path and your your unique your own unique journey and that kind of relates i think to the same thing where you you, you can't folk you can't force somebody to do anything and if you think you you know like the answers to what's going on in their life you most likely don't because everyone's going through their own their own issues and their own journey on their own right and not i mean not necessarily on their own like you want to be surrounded by loved ones and people that can help you but you still kind of have to do that walk that path uh, on your own and make your decisions based off of like, you know, your surroundings and things that are coming to you at that moment. So. Yeah. yeah it's important not to take that away from people. Really. It's mm-hmm. like, and, and that's something I, we have a, a daughter, she's going to be one years old tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And wow. uh, happy birthday to her. Yeah. Thanks dude. <laughs> yeah. And it's something too with her. And this is going to be challenging and difficult for me. I know it, but it's all good that as time goes on, I'm going to want to save her in every single moment. And like, of course, I'm going to save her from like running across the street if a car is coming. But other parts of her life, I need to allow her to experience them. I, she has to. She has to, go through, she has to go through some things that are negative. She has to go through some losses in life, right? In order mm. for her to really grow and become the best version of ourselves. Because in our tragedies, in our darkest times, in those darkest times, that is really when that seed is planted in the dirt, in that darkness for that beauty and those things to come to fruition uh, later. Mm-hmm. So it's just important to allow. Yeah. Most of the, most of your growth comes in hard situations and tough times. Right. Like me personally, when I, uh, I mean, I want to say I was probably 25 ish, 26 and I went through this like really bad breakup and it kind of like broke me way down. Like that was probably one of the roughest point times of my life. But from that, I, I like, that was what started me out on my kind of spiritual journey because I was just searching so much to be like, how do I not feel this way? How do I get out of this space? And like, how, what do I do? And so I kind of like was looking for that that out, you know, and that's, and that kind of like took me into the, the so it's like the first thing that happened is I, I started reading a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. Have you read that book? Yeah. So, um, that, that just, that changed my life. Like, and it's one of those things where it came to me exactly when it was supposed to. Yeah. And I read, I mean, it took me a long time to read it because it's a very, you know, intense, intense and like powerful book. And I kind of had to reread a lot of the chapters and like work through it. but that was what kind of sent me off on my like personal growth and like spiritual journey was that like low point in my life and just looking for a way to get out of that. I found this outlet and it just kind of carried me on as kind of, and I've been, you know, trying to grow and practice that every day now, but that's what, like you said, you got to face tough times, hardships to, to be able to like grow like personally out of it and become stronger. Without your back, being against the wall and you being in that dark, low place, you wouldn't have been searching for something else and to get out mm-hmm. of it. Right. And if things were just kind of even keeled, you probably would have just stayed there because it wasn't too good. It wasn't too bad. It was just kind of like, all right, this is fine. But yeah, it's when we're down and low, it's like, I got to get out of here. What else is out there? And it just creates you to think and perceive in different ways, which just creates a whole new reality for you. Matt, buddy, where do you see be kind vibes going in the future? Like what are some other things maybe that you got coming up or just your overall view, man? It's always nice to, to see what you are secretly manifesting uh, 
you know, and sure. just to see what that will turn out into. Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, I just want my goal is just to reach millions of people with the message of inspiring kindness and compassion for each other and also for the planet. And I'm like super motivated to do that. And I just kind of want to continue to expand and grow the brand that way so we can reach more people and kind of get that message out into the world. And so right now we have like, April is going to be really fun. And like, I'm really excited about April. We're celebrating earth month, like all month long. So we've got a bunch of events planned here in San Diego. One of them is like a yoga, um, hiking like camp out at a farm here in san diego it's like a regenerative fruit farm so it's like a mini retreat where you can come out you have a couple we're doing a couple yoga classes uh, you get a tour of the, the fruit farm um so that'll be fun and we got some other events like that throughout april my main goal is to build it into like a community like like i said before i didn't really start out to like start a clothing brand it was more about like inspiring the message so for me it's more important to like build the community around the brand more so than just like selling a product like the the clothing is just like a way to continue to be able to do that yeah so i just want to keep building and growing the community and like expand that and whether you know turning it into like uh, like these retreats or mini workshops or i love music and i have this like like lofty goal of having like a be kind vibes music festival one day so that's like one of my my grand images where i'm kind of like at some point i feel like I know that that's going to happen. So that's like a big goal just to kind of bring everybody together in the same place together. And we can kind of just experience each other love and, and have a good time and just share music and things like that. Dude, keep me in, in the loop for that because that's something with spread love movement that I've been visualizing for like years now is having like a huge event, a music festival, having speakers come there yeah. and all being centered around love and kindness and our oneness together. And just being in that sort of energy and vibration with thousands and thousands of people just sounds like the, the best place to be. All right. This is where it's starting. This is starting right here. We're going to team up. We're going to have our own music festival. Dude, for starting real. today. <laughs> that sounds like that. That vision just feels like feels so good. To have mm -hmm. that many people in the same area focused and thinking on an awareness on love and kindness just sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, just it's all about collaboration, right? Like collaboration over competition. So that's another goal of ours and mine. It's just to continue to like team up with like-minded individuals that are doing rad things, and you know, ex you know, share each other's communities, ex explore other partnerships together in ways that we can all grow together you know instead of individually like let's all come up and raise up together yes yeah i'm gonna share this really quickly i saw a video the other day uh where um a woman was talking about an ayahuasca experience that she had and one of the most profound visuals and experiences she had during it was she saw all these people trying to like climb this mountain and they're all kicking each other and punching and all trying to get to the top before the other person. And no one can ever reach the top because we can't do this. We're all one. Right. So mm -hmm. they, they keep trying and trying and trying and trying and no one can get there. And then this vibration, this energy comes through where they understand our oneness. They understand we're in this together and they all understand that amongst each other. And then through that love and through that energy and idea, of togetherness and oneness, they all rise up together, mm -hmm. all yeah. together. And that's what it is, man. It, it is. It's, it's, that's all about for real. It, it just, it just is. And I, yeah. that visual, right. That look, when I heard that story, I'm like, that visual was huge for me. And it's like, that's why 
you know, ayahuasca, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but it can show you profound truths that exist that have been harder for us to see in the society Mm -hmm. and in the world that we live in now, but those truths are there and it helps awaken and open your mind uh, to those things. I thought that was just such a beautiful experience because it is just so true. It's us. We're together in this. Well, it's all, I know we're running running short on time, but I just want to touch on that as well because we're, we're all connected in this life. Like you and I are connected and then we're also connected to the environment. We're connected to the trees, to the ocean, to the lakes, rivers. So I think when we can kind of like wrap our minds around that and that mentality, then that helps with that shift of like joining together and helping each other to get out of the situations to live, you know, more joyful and loving, happy life together because we, we can only do it together. Like individually, you might have success, but that's going to come and go because you're, you'll feel alone at the top and it's more enjoyable when you have everyone around you, you know, experiencing that together. So that's why like community, family, those things feel so good because that's we're that's what we're meant to be. We are, like mm-hmm. you said, we literally are all connected. And when we are like literally physically, mentally more connected in this 3D environment that we live in, it just resonates more with us and feels that much better because that's truly who we are. Matt, my dude, I, I'm going to ask you the question I ask every guest. I asked Fallon when she was on the podcast. So funny. Uh, <laughs> that's why Fallon was on the uh, on the podcast like last year, or maybe like a year and a half or so ago. And literally, I did not realize that until we hopped on right before we started this conversation. And then Matt told me, hey, Matt, when did Fallon tell you that she was on the podcast? She told me a couple of weeks ago, like right when I found, right when Kayla reached out to me about coming on. I, I was like really excited about it. And I told her and she, she was like, yeah, I was, I was on that like a year ago. And I was like, Oh, I, I remember it now. And I was like, it's just really cool how that kind of lined up. For real, how that just like came together because with that, you know, again, I didn't know that, that that's who you mm-hmm. were. And the fact that like you were both just putting out such good energy into the world. I was just drawn to that, you know, to that. And then, you know, reached out to you guys to be on the podcast. And dude, I'm not, you know, I'll tell you real quick too. I've seen, you know, pictures on Fallon's page of this man. And like I met, I swear to God, when I've seen you before and I saw pictures of your of like your wedding, it made me feel so good. And oh, that's I awesome, literally man. and I was I've thought about this many times when I've seen it. And I'm like, what a beautiful man he really must be. To be with Fallon, to we won't get into it now, but you know the story that she talked about on on her episode of the podcast, how you were just there for her unconditionally. It's like I've always known who you were, mm. but not really. And then really seeing those pictures of you, I'm like, what a just like a good dude. It just like makes me happy and brings me joy to see the both of you together. Just cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, man. Like that means a lot. And of course. Yeah, we are a great team and it's it's been a blessing and in my life I'm just so grateful that we crossed paths and we met each other and you know we are just it's one of those things where it was meant to be like we were definitely meant to be together and we help each other grow each and every day in all aspects of life so it's it's pretty amazing. I wake up every day just full of gratitude to be with her and sharing life with her so I really appreciate you saying that it means a lot. Of course man, it's like that gratitude and that love is shining through. It's noticeable. You know, it's transparent, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, buddy. And so the the uh, question that I ask Fallon, that I ask every single guest is, and I always preface it, that the goal of Spread Love Movement of myself is to help shift the collective, like what we've been talking about like this, a lot of this episode is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be one that is more loving and more kind, peaceful, joyful, empathetic, understanding, compassionate, a consciousness that is more one. So Matt, how do you feel like every day, either in your own journey, just you or through Be Kind Vibes, do you feel like you are helping contribute to this sort of a shift in consciousness? Yeah, I I 100% feel like um, that's happening. And I'm hope, I mean, I hope I'm contributing to that shift and that movement in life. And just real all- quick, sorry, buddy, Matt. Are yes. you are you helping in the shift? Yes, you are. Okay, cool. You know, yes. and I, and that's <laughs> hum- no, dude. That's humble and beautiful of you to say. Like, I'm hoping I'm doing this, but I just wanted to stop that real quick and be like, I know that you are. Yeah. No. Thank you. I, you're right. Yeah. It is. It is happening. Right it now, is. me personally and through Beacon Vibes, we, it's it's like happening all together. So I. And how do you excited for the do, future? I love that, man. And how do you feel like, like you just in your every single day in your daily actions, how do you feel like just like you, Matt, are helping in that sort of a shift? So I kind of, I fell in love with this phrase the other week, actually, and it's called micro moments of compassion. And it's, it's not these like huge grand gestures, but it's like, I've tried to practice every single day, these micro moments of compassion, whether it's walking by a stranger on the street and saying, hello, Hey, I hope you have a great day. Or, you know, buying someone behind me a cup of coffee or just these like small, cause we have interactions with each other every single day and there can be short and sweet. And it's how can we, how can we impact someone else's life in that short time in a positive and loving way so that they can carry on with their day feeling more joyful and happy. And then that's just like a ripple effect. Right. So that's kind of a, a, a main focus for me throughout my day is like, how can I, create these micro moments of compassion with interactions I share with people every day. Uh, Amazing, man. Thank you so much for just sharing that. Cause that I think right there, could be a little tool for everybody listening right now to bring that into their awareness, micro moments of compassion. And if throughout the day you're mindful and you're bringing yourself to that thought, wow, the changes in energy and vibration and the ripple effects that that can make literally across lives is just so impactful. Thanks, man. That was great. That was awesome. Uh, And then Matt, just before we cut out, buddy, if you can let people know where they can find Be Kind Vibes, all of our social media, website, uh, your personal stuff too. Sure. Yeah. So everything's just Be Kind Vibes. Website's BeKindVibes.com. Instagram's at Be Kind Vibes. Uh, Same with TikTok. Um, And then if you're in like Southern California area, you know, like I said, in April, we're going to be hosting a couple live events. Um, So you can check that out on our Instagram and we'd love for you to come and join us for those and help to build the community. Um, And then personal side, Instagram is just at Maddie Be Kind. I kind of just keep everything on that. And then most of the stuff is happening over on Be Kind Vibes. So nice, man. Thank you for sharing that. Matt, as we have this conversation, Matt, and I just have so much love for you. I'm like, why didn't we know each other when we both lived in San Diego at the same time? Because I lived in San oh, Diego for three, yeah, for three oh, years. Crazy. But it just is what, you know, it just is what it is. It, yeah. Life took us the way that it did. Um, I think we got introduced to Fallon through Say. Say is oh, okay. Kayla's cousin, her yeah. first cousin. Oh, no way. 
Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I'm like, you know what? That just created these beautiful opportunities for us now. So yeah. gratitude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it all comes real. at the right time, you know? So yep. I'm just exactly. super grateful that we connected and um, I'm excited to like continue this, man. Continue, you know, build a friendship together and, you know, personally and professionally, I feel like we can do a lot together and I'm just stoked to have this time together, man. I really appreciate it. Oh my God, man. That means everything. I appreciate you so much, man. This conversation was so much fun. Uh, everybody out there, thank you so much for just being here with me and Matt for a little while uh, and joining in on this conversation. Definitely go check out Be Kind Vibes. I mean, literally, it's a company that just spreads love and kindness through sustainable, great clothing. I mean, it's just, it's awesome, man. Thank you for coming on here and just and sharing your passion and what you're doing. We appreciate it so much, buddy. Thank you. Of course, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course. And everybody cannot wait to see you next week. Love you all so much. Take care. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you can do to help share this with the world. We put a lot of energy, effort, and time into creating this beautiful podcast with these incredible guests to help bring more awareness to the love that exists all around us. So if you can help spread some love, we'd really appreciate it. Love you.